0: Listening to a Sharesies podcast
1: today on Recap. We check back in on Rocket Lab after they went public earlier this week.
0: A Kiwi sanitiser business loses some momentum even during a pandemic,
2: and the Gap posts their second quarter earnings and flags a new acquisition.
1: It is Friday, the twenty seventh of August. You are listening to Recap. I'm Jose,
2: I'm Alice, and I'm Erin, we all work at Sharesies.
1: And in case you don't know, Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation.
0: But before we get started, please listen to this important message. Investing involves risk, you aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
1: Oh shit, sublimin casual Friday. Oh, I'm so glad casual Friday's here. It's always the highlight of the week. Alice, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, no, I'm good. I still haven't been for my walk today, and I even forgot to go for my one yesterday. (laughs) So it's now been like 48 hours since I've left the house.
1: You're going to seize up, man. Get out there. Jeez, Louise. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, probably. We should welcome our guest (laughs) for uh, Casual Friday, Erin. Erin, thank you for making it.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here.
1: You are Shazzy's head of finance, which sounds like an exceptionally important job. What does it entail?
2: I would like to think that it's exceptionally important. Um, It covers a whole bunch of stuff, really. We have a finance team here at SharesEase, and we're responsible for making sure our team and our suppliers get paid, as well as reporting to our board and our shareholders on how the business is performing, kind of like you do here at Recap. Um, And I also help out with planning our strategy and how SharesEase is going to grow in the future. And as part of that, I help with raising money from our investors so we can keep our bank account topped up and invest in new opportunities as they come up. Yeah, a
1: really important job. Thank you for joining us, Aaron. It's awesome to have you here. Um, so if you don't know, every every Friday we have Casual Friday, we get someone in from the team, someone from outside uh, the recap team come in, uh, maybe, uh, you know, submit a story that they've been interested in over the week that sort of caught their fancy, and they come in and kind of report on that. So what have you been interested in this week, um, Aaron?
2: I actually listened to your recap update on Monday about Rocket Lab going public. And since then, I've been super interested to see how the listing went. So I've been following the share price over the last few days.
1: Cool. So remind me, when did they start trading?
2: Rocket Lab went public um, by merging with a special purpose acquisition company or a SPAC called Vector Acquisition. And Vector Acquisition has been available on the NASDAQ for a wee while now. But on Wednesday, or the early hours of Thursday morning in New Zealand, they merged with Rocket Lab and started trading on the NASDAQ under the ticker RKLB.
1: Cool. So, what's been happening to the share price since
2: then? Rocket Lab hasn't had the warmest reception to the Nasdaq. The share price was pretty volatile on its first day of trading, and it tumbled nearly twelve percent in morning trading. The shares ended the day at ten dollars forty three, about ten percent below its issue price of eleven fifty seven. Okay. And
0: how has Peter Beck, um, who's the founder and CEO of Rocket Lab, how he um what's he been saying about Rocket Lab's public debut?
2: When Peter was asked about Rocket Lab's share price slide on the first day of trading, he said he hasn't even really been watching the share price. Um, And he emphasised that at the end of the day, Rocket Lab's in it for the long term. It seems as though he's really taking a longer term lens to the share price and isn't too worried about day-to-day fluctuations or the first day of trading at that.
1: He seems like a real smart cookie, but I just also want to say he's got an amazing head of hair. A beautiful i've noticed
2: that as well it's beautiful
1: he's got i mean he must have like when he goes over to his mum's place or something all her friends must run their hands through his hair and go oh you've got lovely curls i mean i I have what
0: happens to you jose
1: yes and forever you know my parents and their friends would just be going oh you've got such lovely curls jose when i was a teenager i just wanted to straighten it out you know and shave it all off but now I found a good equilibrium with the curls. So you go, Peter, you keep the curls from one curly man to another. Um, so what's rid- enough of that? What's rid- next for Rocket Lab?
2: Um, I really can't stop thinking about Peter Bix here now, but <laughs> I also know that activity at Rocket Lab seems to be speeding up at the moment. Over the next month or so, they'll be conducting three launches of satellites for Earth observation company Black Sky. This is the fastest launch cadence the company has demonstrated to date, so things are really speeding up over there. Um, and Peter Beck told CNBC that their focus is on consistently delivering. so I really can't say can't wait to see what's next for them.
1: Me neither, thanks very much, Erin.
2: Alice,
0: what's your story for today? Uh, well, I've got a story today about a company that makes hand sanitizer.
1: A hand sanitizer company. Tell us more.
0: Yeah, well, well, this company is called Zuno Group. Uh, now they are a Kiwi company, but um, so they're based in Auckland, but they are listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. Um, they listed on there in the middle of last year.
2: And do they just make hand sanitizer?
0: Well more generally they make sanitizing products so this could be like for surfaces or for bodies like hand sanitizer um, and they've got like sanitizing wipes and liquids and things like that. Um, but what they've done is develop this intellectual property called the Zuno molecule. Uh, it's a solution which they say bonds to any sur- surface that it's on. Um, and so they say that their hand sanitizer stays active for up to 24 hours um, and that their surface product um, stays active for up to 30 days.
1: So I can see that their products might have been in like hot demand during the pandemic, right?
0: Yeah absolutely so their CEO said that in April 2020 so right at the start of the COVID outbreak um, Zuno appeared on a morning TV show over in Australia and within the next 24 hours they'd received 34,000 orders for their products now that saw them um, achieve record revenues last April
2: all right so that was
0: last year why are they in the news this week So they released their latest financial results. Uh, This was for their 2021 financial year ending June.
1: Did we see them selling heaps of sanitiser again this financial year?
0: Well, you'd think so, but Hmm. the trend reversed a bit, actually. Um, They lost some of that momentum. Their revenues actually declined 29% to $27 uh, New Zealand dollars.
1: Why did that happen?
0: Um, well, they said that this was due to COVID 19 disruptions, but as well, people and companies over ordered their products last year. So basically, people were already stocked up on hand sanitizer after that initial uh, COVID panic last year. And on top of that, companies didn't need to use Zuno products in their empty offices when people were, were staying at home and working from home.
2: What kind of impact did that
0: have on their profit? Uh, So, their net profit after tax came in at $4.6 million. Now, this was a fall of 72%. Last year, they made around $16.5 million in profit.
1: What else did Zuno have to say about the results?
0: Uh, well, they said that uh, compared to pre-COVID sales, the company has made significant proce- uh, progress. They've now got offices and people in the UK, France, the US, China, Dubai, South Africa, and even Malaysia. Um, and they also said that they've started down the path of diversifying into some new products.
1: Great. Thank you very much, Alice.
0: All right, Jose, what's been happening with The Gap?
1: Oh, yes. So while we were slumbering this morning, the American clothing retailer announced its second quarter results and they also announced a new acquisition, which is set to make buying clothes online, or at least from The Gap, a bit more interesting.
2: I'm so intrigued, but I also want to know a bit more about The Gap. I keep on hearing it referenced in movies and TV shows, but I honestly have no idea who they are or what
1: they do. (laughs) Right, that's totally fair enough. So Gap Inc, or The Gap as it's commonly known, is a pretty staunchly American uh, clothing retail brand. They got started in the late 60s, so think uh, Levi's jeans and jackets and white t-shirts that kind of vibe it generally operates in the billions in terms of revenue it's 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 that big a company uh it owns brands like old navy banana republic athletica which i think is an active wear company and it also is listed on the new york stock exchange or the NYSE, NICE, as i like to call it
0: Alrighty. so what was in their results that they posted today
1: so the net sales were up 30% compared with the same quarter last year. Now, same store, same store sales, which is uh, not, uh, pretty difficult to say, actually, quickly, increased 3%. Same store sales. What's
2: that, I say?
1: So that's a metric used in retail quite a bit. You might have heard it on the podcast before. Basically, it's the sales revenues from stores that have been open for a while, minor sales from the opening of new stores. It's often used to assess how well a company manages its existing stores.
0: All right, same store sales. I've definitely heard you accidentally say same store snails before, Jose.
1: All the time, as I say. So you actually
0: nailed that explaining um, saying same store sales just then. Um, but what was Gap's revenue like?
1: They reported revenue of $4.21 billion, which bet expectations. Most analysts, from what I could see, were thinking that they'd hit $4.13 billion. Uh, The company pointed to these results as indicative of the rebound from the pandemic, as more and more stores uh, were able to open as vaccination rates increased.
2: The suspense is kind of killing me. Can you tell us a little bit more about the mysterious acquisition that you mentioned? Absolutely, I can't wait any longer. Yeah,
1: I'll put you. I'll put you out of your misery. So, before the Gap announced uh, their earnings info, they uh, also announced that they'd brought a e-commerce startup called Draper which immediately got me thinking about disrupting the curtain treatment industry. But actually, Draper is a Berkeley startup that has built technology which uses 3D imaging to help you virtually try on clothes when you buy them online.
0: Man, that would be so helpful. Just think of, like, all the returns you could not have to do. And, I like, know. It's always good yeah. when
1: you order something online and you get it and then you go, oh, it doesn't fit. Next
0: well, floor. I just don't even like really buy stuff online or clothing at least for this entire reason right um but what i want to know is how does this actually work
1: well there's not a lot of information out there yet about how it looks or how it operates in real life but from what i can gather it looks like you'd use your camera on your laptop or maybe your phone to create a 3d avatar of yourself which you'd then be able to dress with gap store clothes and the idea is the fit would be more accurate for customers Uh, but i mean it just kind of sounds like the sims to me to be honest
2: seems like a pretty good combo to me something like the sims combined with online shopping sounds awesome
1: was there anything
2: else from the announcement to know uh
1: it's the first acquisition by the gaps new strategic growth office Uh, it's all part of a strategy to buy companies whose tech or assets will grow their different brands capabilities and uh, the idea is that ultimately it'll help push company growth And that was Casual Friday, the Casual Friday edition of Recap for the 27th of August. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Erin, for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. If you're enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts.
1: Now, Recap will be back next week, but Alice is taking next week off for a good break. So I'll miss you, Alice. It's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad one I here. I mean, still listen in, still listen in, and, yeah, and tell everybody else. I'll, I'll
0: listen every day. Thank yeah. you
1: very much. I appreciate that. Um, we'll see you back here. In
0: Alrighty. A week. <laughs> have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, ma te wa.
1: Yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you then.